0: It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. And yes, I missed you last week. I'm so sorry. It's not that you weren't on my mind, it's just I'm in the middle of chaos in my life. And I thought I'd fill you in a little bit and find out what's going on in your life. So, as you can hear, the audio sounds a little bit more live because, well, thank God for one thing, I am alive. <laughs> But for the other, I'm recording out in the open, not in a studio, with dogs that are barking on and off and trucks that are making deliveries. And I'm in Jensen Beach, Florida. And I rented this little cottage based upon the fact that I thought it had a nice fenced in backyard because I was coming down here for a month of all times in my life to buy a house that is 70 miles from this area. Like I was going house hunting, not understanding how far away this cottage was. And I got myself strapped into this cottage because it was pet friendly. And it's not easy to find a place that'll accept you, who's crazy to begin with, and two out of their mind cheweenies. So I found it, got here. My girlfriend lives down in West Palm Beach, and that's the area I was looking And once I stepped foot into this beautiful little cottage and looked around and I said to the owner who greeted me and was about to leave, where is the backyard so I can let the dogs out? We let them out. They had a great time. And then boom, they disappeared because the side of the fence is not a fence. (laughs) So there went my vacation part of house hunting And uh, he and I began to build a barricade out of chairs and the grill and pillow seats and anything that would keep these little rugrats inside the yard. Well, that is what I've been dealing with. I either take them with me while I go and look for a house, which is an hour and 10 minutes away. That's the area I'm looking in. Or... I have to leave them in the house while I do local things. I used to leave the door open a little bit on the side because of the barricade we built. But these are like magical Houdini dogs. They can find their way out of anything. I don't know. I'm blessed and cursed. You know... But, you know, they make up for it with the funny things that they do. Like, I've taken them to the beach. They've never, ever stepped in the sand before. Well, that was worth definitely the price of admission. (laughs) Watching them pick one foot up at a time and shaking it as they put the other one down. (laughs) It was my own little way of torturing them for the torture they'd given me. And then... The shy dog, who's not exactly the nicest dog, is the one that would take off after every dog 15 times his size. All over the beach, he's chasing dogs. So that's a remnant that I'll always hold on to and remember. I found a dog beach. I mean, I've never seen one in my life. They just run rampant. They have a great time. They make friends. They jump in the ocean. They chase balls. And they have fun while their owners can sit back, read a book, and do whatever. It's very different for me. Different type of lifestyle. You see? That's the bark. And then you have the other one that does this. (laughs) So between the two of them, I'm about to lose my mind. Now, while I was here, I did find a house. I'm very excited, but who moves at this late stage in life while they're going through chemo? Do you know that since I've been here, I had a chemo treatment? I'm not kidding. I changed hospitals, transferred records so that I could do this. That's taking a leap, honestly. Even for me, that's something. But I had the chemo treatment, and in the past, what I've noticed is about three to four days later, I am so sick. Like, I just don't want to do anything. Not throwing up sick, just lethargic sick. And you feel like your skin is sensitive, that kind of sick. Like, leave me alone kind of sick. And so I've I've made friends while I'm here, changed the zip code on my dating site, you know, so I'm meeting people. Plus, I have my girlfriend here, which is the main reason I'm even here in this location because I felt it was time that we were together again. I've known her since I was 20. And I'm telling everybody that I'm meeting, including her, while I'm sick, I don't think it's a good idea that we meet. I tell my girlfriend, don't come up here because I don't know what kind of bitch I'm going to be. I don't know how I'm going to be feeling. And I really don't like to subject people to myself when I'm like that. Anyway... I had the chemo treatment, I kept waiting to get sick, as I normally do, and it never came. So I don't know if there's some different technique they use, or if, I mean, I know the drugs are exactly the same, but I never got sick. It was miraculous, and you know when you have chemo repetitively, It's cumulative, it's in your system, so you should get worse every time. I watched the drip, so I know it was inside of me. And I know I'm fine. I also know that my white count has completely bottomed out, worse than it did after I had the chemo when I got here. They tested me again a week later, and it's even worse. And so I walk around a little paranoid. Somebody coughs, I leave the room. I'm not wearing a mask. No, I'm not going to succumb to that. And it's not about vanity or anything like that. I just want to be smart and, and continue marching on through my day and enjoying my life, even though it's a bit chaotic. But that's the way I am. I did, though, because I found this house early, I hired the inspector to come out and I hired a bunch of people to come out and give me estimates for things that I might need And after that was all said and done, I realized I still have another, God, a month and a half before the closing. So why do I need to stay here this whole time and record uncomfortably, not in my studio? I mean, picture this. This is how I've been recording. I pick up the edge of my blankets on my bed. And I put my head under the blankets with the microphone and the phone so I can read what's on the screen to do commercials. And you feel a little bit suffocated and it's not exactly the most comfortable position in the world. And then you have to go into the other room, plug the microphone into your recording program and edit it and make it sound like it came from your studio. So that's what I've been doing, and it's it's not as easy as anybody might think. So I thought maybe I'll go home early, since there's nothing left for me to do. And then I met somebody. Oh, and you see, can you? I don't know if you can hear this sound. Listen. Everyone in this cul-de-sac is power washing at some point or another. Are they never happy with their houses? What's a little dirt? My God, I have to time everything I say in between their spritzes. But aside from the fact that I met somebody really nice, I called my doctor and I said to her, what is the smarter move for me to do? Do I come home now while my white count is very low before I go for the second round of chemo on the 26th? Or do I wait for the 26th and come home the 27th as planned? She says to me, with every virus that's running around and down here, hepatitis is a huge scare. What is it? Hepatitis 2? And she says to me, the best thing to do is wait it out. Have your chemo on the 26th and hop on the plane. Put on a mask if you have to. Don't sit near anybody that's sick if you can help it. Yeah, like I can help it. I almost got thrown off a plane. Twice. By the way, the trip here was disastrous with my dogs. I sedated them to the max and neither one of them fell asleep and one of them continued to bark the whole flight. I I just couldn't believe somebody didn't throw me through a window with the dogs. But, you know, it was stressful. It was unexpected because the vet told me they'd be knocked out cold fat chance, like I said, the cancer is not what's going to kill me. It's the dogs. But on top of all of that, while I'm trying to make a decision as to whether I should leave early or not, and I've already gotten the answer from my doctor, I met a guy who is just a really nice person who's been through probably worse than me in his life with different situations he's been involved with medically, accident-wise... And he's humble about it. And there's just something about him that makes me want to get to know him better. So, upon doctor's orders, I'm staying and I'll get to know a little bit more about him. And we'll see. You never know. Right? I knew I had to leave Dallas. I just knew it. You know, when you get that feeling that you are stuck in a rut and you've just got to get yourself out of the position you're in, it could be a bad marriage could be a bad relationship, could be your kids that are driving you crazy and you just need to walk away and have a vacation. It could be anything, your job. Well, mine was a city and everything that had to do with the city and the people that lived in the city that weren't directly my friends, the other people that think they are just, they're so arrogant. You know, and there were many times I thought to myself, oh, it's got to be me. There can't be that many people that are all screwed up that I am running into. The only common denominator between all these screw-ups and me is me. So if it is me, who the hell cares? I just don't belong there. That's all. I do not belong with that mentality. And I am not generalizing and saying that everyone that lives in Dallas is a screw-up. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the people that I have come in contact with that I have not really made friends with, there's something wrong down there. hmm Well, think about this. I have studied Dallas, and I have found out that it is the second largest swinging city in the United States. Miami is the first. And per square inch, there are more churches in Dallas than any other city in the USA. So why do you think that might be? Just ponder that for a second while you listen to the guy power washing next door. Because they go out Saturday night, they get totally fucked up, they do everything they're not supposed to do, and they wake up Sunday knowing they're going to repent for what they did the night before. That makes perfect sense to me, and it's nothing that I want to be involved in. Nothing. I mean, not the swinging. (laughs) I'm just teasing. But the fact is that you do something really bad because you know you could make up for it by going to church. You might as well be five years old in my book. And then you're fine. You're healed. You're cured. You've been given whatever it is that they call it when you sit with the priest in the confession booth. He probably tells you, my son, I do the same thing. Shh, don't tell anyone. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. And I'm not trying to be political here. I'm just being Robin, sugar mom, whatever the hell I am. This guy has the worst fucking timing ever. I start to talk. He turns on his power washer. Anyway, so this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Look how long it took me to get here. Just when you think you have no more passion left, that you are dried up like a prune inside. I'm not talking about physically. I mean, your insides feel like they've been wrung out so many times that you've got nothing left to give. I have a feeling you might be wrong. And you know, this person that I met, there's just something about him. I don't know. I don't know what he brought out in me. But it's that saying, it takes a great man to bring out the woman in you. Well, maybe he was able to reach down into what my mother called my kishkas, you know, and bring something out that I thought was gone. And so I'm trying to say to you, don't give up hope. It doesn't mean this is the right guy for me. No, it just means that I bumped into somebody that is on his way to being very special to me. He may not be the love of my life. I don't know. But he certainly is someone that I wanted to meet. And I feel honored to have been thrown into his walkway of life. And you, it can happen for you too. It might be with your husband. Don't make me feel like I'm the harlot here that's trying to get you to leave your husband to find what you really want, I'm saying it can happen in any life situation. It could be with your husband. One of you may open your eyes and say, oh, I remember the way we used to be. Let's work on that. Or just to do something special. You know, maybe he'll bring you flowers for no reason one day. Or maybe you'll decide to iron a shirt for him and just hang it up and let him notice that you do care. I have to admit, I do not own an iron and I never have. Well, I did when the kids were like four and they had that game where the little pieces, you had to use the wax paper and an iron just to melt the little pieces together and they'd make a heart shape. and th- So that's the extent of my ironing. But any little new thing you haven't done in the last 10 years can show your partner that there's still hope. Or if you're looking for the right person, give him a break. Don't be looking for what you think you want. Open the net just a little bit wider and see what floats in. There might be a little surprise in that net. Just open your mind, open your heart, and try new things. The other thing is join a class, join a group of people that do things that you're interested in. It's a great way to meet like-minded people. Don't sit there. Don't stay home. Don't become a wallflower. Or if you already are one, it's time to start picking the petals. And I risked popping all those peas, saying picking the petals on a handheld microphone. That's how much it means to me. God damn this guy is pissing me off. Anyway, get a move on. You are never too old to make that change. Never too old to reach for what you want. You deserve it. That is being a sugar mom. And even if it's a small little change, small things lead to bigger things, right? Once you get the taste of a tiny success, it encourages you to reach for the brass ring. It doesn't have to be about a man. It could just be about something you really want in your life that you've been holding out, waiting for. We're not getting any younger here. Go for it. Look at me. Some call me crazy because of what I'm doing. Moving while on chemo. Late 50s. Nobody here except a girlfriend. No family. Not knowing where the hell I am carrying my dogs with me. Yes, I think I'm a bit nutty too, but I know what I want. Number one, I don't want to be in Dallas anymore. I don't like it. That's all. It's my personal opinion. I don't like it. Number two, I want to be by the ocean. You see, I didn't come here looking for a man. I came here to be near my girlfriend, live near the ocean, be near restaurants and shopping, and not too far from the airport so that my kids could come in and stay with me. Those are the things I want as I get older and I continue to go through chemo. This is my fifth round. Who knows how long I'm going to be alive, here, whatever. My kids get so pissed when I talk that way, but I mean it. Who knows? Anyone that's got a severe illness can't use that illness as the thing they're afraid of dying from. We could walk outside and trip and break our necks. So come on. If you're in your 50s, even in your 40s, if you're single, there is no reason to stick around because it's the thing you know how to do. Take some risks, make some efforts, and try new things. Find where you feel you belong and give it a shot. What's the worst thing that can happen? You get there, you get set up, and you realize it was the wrong choice? Okay, so you do it again. Just make an effort. Uh, You know what? It's very hard for me to talk while this imbecile is out there cleaning something that doesn't need to be cleaned. I mean, these people are OCD in this beach community. (laughs) They're power washing, they're walking their dogs. It reminds me of Stepford. Remember that? Any little thing that needs to be done, they're doing it. And I give them a lot of credit, but not while I'm recording. So I'm going to abbreviate this and end with an I will be back on the 27th, and I will try and record again. There's plenty of things to tell you, and I'm sure I'll have more stories as the time rolls on. I wish you well. I hope you take my words to heart, and I really would love to hear from you. Reach me at robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. My podcast, if you would just click that stupid-ass button right there that says subscribe, it's an entrance to my life and it allows your life to be a part of my life without having to find each other or chase each other down. Just click the button. It's free. Absolutely free. And as I've mentioned before, I'm moving. I have so many things on my website, sugarmom.net. If you click on the store, I have all kinds of product in my garage that I will give to you. I don't want to bring it with me. I have sugar mom t-shirts and spaghetti strap shirts that say sugar mom. And I've got Skin care products, jewelry. Oh my God, I've got so much stuff. The only thing I ask is that you pay for the shipping and I'll send it to you. And you can go to my website, sugarmom.net. Take a look around, see what you like. I believe you can contact me right through the site. Or write me at RobinMarshallSugarMom@gmail.com at gmail.com and tell me the item you want with your address. Because no, I've not changed the prices. I, I just can't do it from here. I don't have the patience. That's number one. And number two, I just don't want to do it. But I'm promising you, I'm not going to charge you what it says on the page. Just the shipping. You tell me a list of what you want, and I will charge you what it costs to ship. Period. End of story. Just take a look. Sugarmom.net. I love you. I appreciate you. And I want the best for you. Until next time, it's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. Asshole with the power washer.